The U.S. stock indices recovered Wednesday's losses. A slightly softer than expected GDP data helped keeping the Fed those in charge of the market. Now, today's PCE data from the U.S. is the last crucial piece in this Fed puzzle. So sufficiently soft data could simply bring more investors to jump on the back of a bull and make this Christmas truly magic for the markets. So welcome. This is Swiss Coast Daily market talk. So appetite in European stocks waned yesterday, yet the US counterparts recovered Wednesday's heavy losses and closed the session more than 1% higher as the latest growth data from the US was revised slightly lower to 4.9% level as real consumer spending was revised down from 36 to 3.1%, but corporate profits were also revised lower from above 4% to 3.7%. Else, the jobless claims came in lower than expected last week and the Philip Fed index printed a sharper contraction in December. So all in all, the data was mixed, but it pointed at a certain slowdown in the U.S. economy, except for the jobless claims. But the numbers looked strong in absolute terms, and that was everything that the soft lender camp loved to hear. A slowing U.S. economy that will allow the Fed to loosen its grip on the U.S. monetary policy, but an economy that will still avoid entering recession if inflation falls and remains low near the Fed's 2% target. So as such, the S&P 500 closed a few points below an all-time high level. So today's inflation print is the Fed puzzle's last crucial piece. If today's PC print comes in as soft as expected or ideally softer than expected, we shall then see the rally in bonds and perhaps in stocks extend because core PC in the US is expected to show a no change on a monthly basis in November. And if that's the case, the core PC, which is the Fed's favorite gauge of inflation will fall to the Fed's 2% target over the past six months on an annualized basis. So given the strong positive trend that we see today and the market's optimism regarding the Fed, a sufficiently soft inflation figure should be enough to justify a fresh record for the S&P 500 after we saw the Dow Jones and Nasdaq 100 renew record after record over the past week. Now note that swaps are now pointing Pointing at 6.25 base point cuts in the US by this time next year, and that's a 150 basis point cut in total. And it means that the US rates could fall to 375 to 400 basis point range in a year time, and that leaves the two year bond, which currently yields near 4.35%, with plenty of room to extend its rally. But this being said, and I can't repeat it enough, if the US economy is set for a 150 basis point cut next year, it will also be due to something ugly that would have triggered that Fed reaction. Because a 5% economic growth combined with robust consumer spending, strong profit expectations for the companies and a historically low unemployment rate, well, they don't really look like the Fed should cut by 150 basis points next year. But what do I know, right? I'm not at the helm of the Fed. But what I know, however, is when the market is this high on dovish Fed expectations, the sky is the limit for asset valuations because nothing matters when the Fed is in the game. No one cares about earnings or profits or the economic health or nothing. 
like nothing like the outstanding levels of debt or anything like that only the fed matters and this fed obsession is well not great obviously but it has the biggest impact for all the asset valuation so the fed giveth and the fed taketh away but you still don't forget please that the fed continues to unwind its balance sheet in all cases and the day the japs will step out of their negative rate territory there could be a hole to fill in the u.s sovereign market and i'm not even talking about all the biden administration will spend to keep joe biden's dream to serve a second term as president alive anyway the japs are not yet normalizing and today's inflation day confirmed an expected fall in the Japanese inflation to 2.5% from 2.9% printed a month earlier. There is no rush for the Japanese to move indeed because low interest rates, negative interest rates are sweet for growth as long as well, they don't generate inflation. Plus the yen appreciation these days should keep inflation contained in Japan and that should leave the BOJ in a position to wait. So the BOJ is unlikely to move anytime before next April, and therefore I think that there is a weakening case for the dollar yen to dip below the 140 level and there is no issue whatsoever with buying the Japanese stocks at a 33 year high when the Bank of Japan looks so supportive. In Europe, while the Eurodollar bulls are waiting for the US inflation data in ambush, a sufficiently soft inflation read from the US is expected to boost the Fed dose, back a further US dollar depreciation and drive the Eurodollar above that 110 psychological mark to the end of this year. In this configuration, gold should also remain on track for further gains above the $2,000 per ounce level. So all we need for that Christmas magic to happen is a sufficiently soft US inflation report today. So fingers are crossed. If today's US inflation print is soft enough, the Santa rally will end on a sweet note. Now, another good news for inflation is the oil's inability to post strong gains despite a geopolitically favorable environment for the oil bulls. American crude is testing the top of the downtrending channel that has been building since the end of September. The $74 to $75 per barrel offers continue to push back the bullish attempts while trend and momentum indicators on a daily basis are strong enough and tell that a positive breakout is still possible and could lead the price of a barrel to near 200 day moving average which stands a touch below the $78 per barrel level. This being said, the latest news from OPEC is not necessarily enchanting for the bulls. Angola decided to leave OPEC. Yes, they decided to walk away because they were not happy with the restricted production quotas that the cartel imposed on them, which is around 1.1 million barrels per day. But Note that Angola won't be pumping like crazy because they are outside OPEC today because once Africa's biggest producer, well, Angola's production actually collapsed by 40% in eight years. And that was due to an unfavorable tax environment and absence of fresh investments. And well, they just pumped just about 1.1 million barrel per day anyway. So therefore, in absolute terms, Angola's exit won't change things for OPEC, but Angola's walkout is just 
another reminder that the tensions are mounting at the heart of OPEC and the cartel, which now has the lowest market share of its history, will actually hardly maintain an impactful position to influence the global oil prices if they can't show unity. So this is all for this week. I'm Ipegos Kardeshka and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive comments. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe to our youtube channel for daily market comments and please don't forget to hit the like button to let us know that you enjoy these market videos so i will meet you again next week and until then good day trading and merry christmas